This podcast is sponsored by Fruit of the Bean Coffee. Check out their website at fruitofthebean.com. Fruit of the Bean Coffee is not roasted until after you order. 10% of net profits go to support orphans and those affected by human trafficking. Fruit of the Bean Coffee is offering all of their coffee at 20% until further notice while we work through this health and financial turbulence. Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 48. Today, I'll be interviewing children's book author, Jean LaSala Taylor. Jean is an actress and writer. Jean has written plays, screenplays, and now a children's book titled Just Bunny and the Great Fire Rescue that she hopes to expand into a series. Jean has taught acting, voice, speech, and movement at several universities, including Middlebury College, UC Irvine, the New York Film Academy, and Marymount Manhattan College. Jean is also working to help women in business find their true connected voices with her Voices at Work seminar. seminars. As an actress, Jean has, seen, has been seen in off-Broadway plays and musicals, as well as on TV and in independent films. Jean was also the original artistic director and a founding member of Coyote REP Theater Company, which produced plays in Manhattan and sound plays for iTunes. She just narrated her first audiobook for Audible, Dancing with Shiva, by Lynette Bryce. She is an avid New York Yankees fan and is incredibly proud to have graduated from the University of Virginia and UC Irvine. So welcome, Jean. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So I'm really excited for you to talk about your book, and you have a lot of things to talk about, actually. I mean, you really, that's what I love about reading the bio is because you have really, I mean, you have a, a really diverse background in acting <laughs> yes. and, um, and, you know, all these wonderful things that you're involved with. Um, so the first thing, I guess we're going to talk, you know, we're going to talk about your book, Just mm-hmm. Bunny and the Great Fire Rescue and what inspired you to write it. So maybe if you could just go into a little bit about what the book is about and what inspired you to write it. Sure. Um, well, this story is based on a true story that happened to my girls and I when we were living in lower Manhattan. And, um, you know, it happened, this story happened to us. I told the story a million times to friends because I thought it was so, you know, amazing that it, the way it had happened. And, uh, you know, after I told the story a million and one times, my friend said, you know, you should really write this and, you know, write it down. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I need to write it. But then I, you know, as, a, as someone who's written things in the past, I thought, well, you know, why not? And, and this might be a great way to thank the FDNY um, because having lived through 9-11 um, and then also having been rescued from a fire myself in 2007, um, I felt a strong connection to the FDNY and appreciated, um, appreciated them, in, you know, as a, as a city girl um, very, very much. And you know, once my kids came along and then I realized there was this whole other side of the FDNY where, you know, these firefighters are, are so good with kids. They, they're trained to work with kids. A lot of them are educators um, with the FDNY and they just, 
they have such a great, um, just a great way about them with children. And whenever we were walking around the city and we either saw a firefighter outside a fire station, they were always, you know, interacted with the kids. If my kids waved at them as they were driving by in a fire truck, they would wave back. Um, and I just appreciated that so much as a, as a mom. And so, you know, wanting to thank them was, you know, it was pretty strong feeling that I had. And so, um, I reached out to the hero of the story, uh, Captain Anthony Matteo, um, who ha- was at Ladder Company 5, which is in the West Village. Um, but by that time, by the time I had written it, he had moved and was at a different fire station. And it took me a while to find him. And so it was kind of, you know, it just kind of sat for a while. And I, I you know, reached out to a couple different people and didn't hear back and left messages, but I couldn't find him. Um, and then eventually I just went back to the fire station, knocked on the door and they, uh, they got me in touch with him. And I said, look, I have this book, I've written it. It's got your name in it. How do you feel about that? And he said, oh, that sounds great. And so, um, uh, so then I, you know, I had, my publisher was interested in publishing it and we moved forward and, and I told Captain Matteo, I said, you know, I really want this to be a thank you to the FDNY. So what would be the best way to thank them if I wanted to give a donation or give part of the proceeds of the book? And he said uh, the New York Firefighters Burn Center Foundation was the best way to do that because that really um, impacts the firefighters directly and it's, it's a great organization. And so I said, terrific, you know, my book will give um, part of the proceeds to the Burn Center Foundation. And that's what we did. That's great. So you go, I mean, it's really, it's a wonderful story. So maybe for the people who don't have the book in front of them, um, could you just go over like a little synopsis of what the book is about? The- Sure. Absolutely. So um, basically what happened was my daughters and I were uh, at a playground in Manhattan and we were, um, you know, it was a beautiful day, um, late summer, early fall day. And we stayed far too long in the park and I didn't realize what time it was. And all of a sudden when I saw what time it was, I said, oh my gosh, how am I going to get these kids dinner and time and baths and everything else? As I'm sure many moms have been in that situation before. Um, So I just, you know, being in Manhattan, I walked out of the park and straight across the street was this Mexican restaurant. And I thought, great, we'll grab some quesadillas and uh, that'll be perfect. So we sat down and um, within, you know, a minute of sitting down, uh, the waiter came back and said, I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to leave. There's a fire in the kitchen. And as soon as he said it, I smelled it. Having lived through a fire myself, I knew right away that smell. And I just grabbed my kids, grabbed the stroller and out we went. And, uh, you know, but being New York City, Um, we didn't stress too much about it. Um, we said, okay, there's a fire happening here. We'll just go to this restaurant next door. So we went next door to Sarah Beth's and we sat down and had a quick dinner and, uh, I love Sarah Beth's. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah. yeah. So we went to Sarah Beth's, grabbed a quick meal. And as we were packing up the stroller to go, my daughter said, where's Bunny? And I said, what do you mean? Where's Bunny? And she had she brings her bunny everywhere with us all the time, always did. No matter how many times I tried to get her to leave bunny at home, she never wanted to leave bunny. Um, but bunny got left behind in the restaurant. So all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh. So we you know, ran right outside and the scene had completely changed. All of a sudden there were fire trucks everywhere. There was tape around the door. There was, you know, it was quite a scene. So I said, oh my gosh, bunny's in there. How are we ever going to get him back? So I ran up to a firefighter and I said, I'm really sorry to bother you. I know you're in the middle of fighting this fire, but I think my daughter left her bunny in there. And he turned to me and he said, is it her sleeping bunny? And I, and I just shook my head and I said, yes, yes. And he turned and he ran. 
and he rescued wow. Bunny. So thank God for oh him. God. And, uh, we got Bunny back and uh, it was a happy ending after all. <laughs> I think that's, it's just such a wonderful story. And the way that it's written and the way with the illustrations, mm-hmm. it just works so well. And, you yeah. know, just coming, you know, living in the city for so long myself too. I mean, I could see the whole scenario playing out too, you know, <laughs> as far as going from one restaurant to the other or staying in the park. And I think any parent could also identify with how important, you know, a stuffed animal or a lovey yeah. is to yeah. their child. And yeah. so the fact that the firefighter, you know, so brave and risked everything just to run in there and get that, that bunny for your daughter. I mean, it must've meant the world. So it's a really, really, it's just a wonderful story. So I just want to go a little bit more into the actual words in this story. And what I liked about it, well, it's, it's a rhyming book. Um, and that you highlight certain words throughout the book. And I was just wondering your thought process with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to go back to what you were saying, um, Captain Matteo has children himself and that's how he knew right away. He was able to relate right away with, with the situation and say, oh my gosh, I know. And not only does he have children, but he has a daughter and his daughter also had a bunny. And she had Aww. also lost her bunny at some point in a, in a mall. She had lost her bunny, left it behind. And luckily he had written his name and phone number on the bunny, knowing how important it was to his daughter. So they were able to get their bunny back. So he recognized it right away and was able to relate, which I think a lot of people, parents can. It was, yeah, it was very sweet. That's really um, coincidental. That's kind of, you know, that's, that's really amazing. I know. It's just one of those things. And I mean, living in the city, I think a lot of people have situations like that where, you know, you you connect with with a stranger like that on such an immediate level. Like you just know exactly what they're going through. You've been through the same thing. Um, and that's, I think, what made the story so special to me uh, was just how he was able to relate right away. Um, so that was really cool. But talking about the words, as you asked me, um, uh, that was actually my my editor, uh, Nina Spahn's idea to highlight the words um, with a different color the way she did. And I think it just helps parents in reading it um, to get the rhythm of it, to get the rhythm of the rhymes and to be able to kind of read it in a in a helpful way to their kids so they can get the story and also keep the rhythm. Um, but I think it just it looks really cool and it, it makes it sound really cool when people are reading it. I think it just helps in, in general. So it's her idea. I can't take credit for that one. <laughs> No, I really like it. I mean, I think, you know, as a speech pathologist and, you know, also as a parent, I mm-hmm. think it's a really nice way for parents to highlight those words and to even work on some like funny make awareness and some rhyming with the yeah. kids, even taking some of those words. Um, and I think just for print awareness, you know, the way it pops out is really nice. You know, it just kind of just like it makes you just look at the words which is yeah. really nice. You know, for kids, they may like just point to that word and you could read it and then you could talk about rhyming and then the mm-hmm. other highlighted word rhymes with it. So it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have been following you on, on social media. What I love about your readings was your collaboration with the fire department. I think it's mm-hmm. like so amazing that you had, you know, as a, as, an, as a children's book author, I can't imagine like how great that is to have the fire department at your reading. <laughs> like it's pretty much so fun for the kids. So, you know, I want to talk about how you organize that because it seems like you have multiple different fire departments at some of your readings, depending on where you are. So I was wondering if we could talk about that a little bit. Yes, definitely. I mean, as I said, this book was initially a thank you to the FDNY specifically, but 
really it's a thank you to firefighters everywhere. And I, I, you know, I want to be able to, the more I've gone out to do these readings and to meet firefighters, uh, the more completely impressed I am with, you know, with their organizations, the way they operate, the people, um, and their, how community minded they are. It's really incredible. And so I feel, I just feel so lucky to be able to work with them and to also be able to shine a light on, on this side of, of being a firefighter and what that means and, um, and helping kids to understand how important it is to respect and to appreciate their, their efforts for their communities. And I think it's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm so happy that it's happening and I'm so happy that they're, they're willing to do it. And, and that was the thing that I, I really couldn't believe as a first time author, first time children's book author to, you know, approach them with these ideas. And to have them embrace it so quickly and say, oh, you know, this is, this is great. We can use this in our education. We can, um, you know, use this as a way to reach out to the community. So they were on board with it right away. Everyone from the Larchmont Fire Department to the FDNY to, you know, to the, uh, even did some in Texas with, the, you know, so it was just, wow. you know, that everyone that I've reached, every fire department that I've reached out to or that my editors or my publishers reach out to has been really, really receptive. And it's been, it's been great. Um, so, you know, initially it was about meeting Captain Matteo and getting his support, but then I also talked to the FDNY education department, um, and, um, just talked to the fire departments directly. And basically all of their, the people who are heading up their education efforts are always looking for an opportunity to meet people in a positive situation where they're not meeting people when their mm-hmm. fire alarms blaring and, you know, <laughs> there's the smoke alarms are going off or when there, God forbid, is an actual emergency and, and serious fire going on. Um, they want to have the opportunity to meet the people in their community in a positive way. Um, so a book reading is a great way for them to do that. And then what I also wanted to do was allow my book readings to be a way for them to to pass on some information to the parents and the kids that are there, do a little bit of fire safety education with them. So they usually do. They, you know, they'll either bring their gear and show kids how they take on and take off their gear, or they'll demonstrate, you know, what to do in a fire. Um, we had an amazing um, educator from the FDNY who came out to Staten Island with me and was just crawling around on the floor with the kids and rolling around and they were having the best time. Um, so it's been really fun seeing what they do and what information they want to pass on and, and how, um, how quickly they connect with the kids. It's just been, it's been really great. And for, for me, it's been amazing because it's like bringing the coolest celebrity to your reading with you. <laughs> yeah, no, really. It, it really awestruck. is. They're awestruck. And they're like, these guys are the coolest, which I totally agree. Um, you know, and they bring their fire trucks sometimes so the kids can climb in the fire truck. And uh, they just, they really love it. So it makes it a really fun, um, you know, fun, interactive thing to do in your community. And it's just a really, really fun event. And I've, I've enjoyed every single one. And it's, and it's just so great to see the smiles on the kids' faces and see the firefighters interacting with them. And uh, it's been great. And I think also for parents, too, to meet their local firefighters. Yeah. I think as well, because, you know, to me, it's, you know, it's not just awe-inspiring for kids. I also think parents... You know, because we don't really get to interact with firefighters on like a regular basis. You know, we see them in an emergency or we'll see them on the street. Right. But uh, like, let's just say we did some local um, event at the fire department, our local fire department. I think it was some uh, Girl Scouts event. But what I thought was so cool as a parent is that I just loved meeting the firefighters. I loved just kind of learning about it also in like a real calm 
environment, more about mm-hmm. not when it's an emergency. And the other right. thing I wanted to say too, which I, I think is such a, which I love about your book and about just the kids meeting the firefighters is that, you know, kids also learn that, you know, uh, firefighters are so compassionate. They're not only brave, mm-hmm. but you know, they don't, there's so, there's, there's so many different jobs that they do. And just showing the story about he, how he went in to, to get this, this bunny for your daughter yeah. just yeah. shows that, you know, the firefighters aren't that, you know, that's not their only job. Their parents, their educators, you know, they have lots of different jobs in the community. And, you know, I think all of us have to take our hat off to them because they really put themselves out there. They risk their lives and they, you know, they're always there for us no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's because sometimes, you know, we just take things for granted. And I think, you know, with your story and with the fire department, it's just a way to really appreciate and be grateful. Absolutely. That they I, do. Yeah. I think it's such a great way to, to be able to meet them and to get to know them and know the ones in your community is a huge difference. Um, you know, just being able to even say hello to them on the street, but also just, you know, being able to support them in their efforts. Um, you know, e- even if it's just with a smile and an encouraging, you know, wave, you know, you get to know them personally. I think it helps them as well because what they're giving to us as a community, it's the greatest gift you can give someone. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. It's the person who mm-hmm. runs into the building to save you rather than runs away. And I, I mean, yeah. there's, there's no greater gift that you could give somebody than that. And they're giving it to strangers all the time. And I think to be able to support that in a personal way is, is wonderful. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely think it's a great thing to be able to do. So as far as, you know, cause we, we have gone over, you know, what values from the book, like what we want children to learn, but is there anything you wanted to add to that as far as your intentions when writing the book? I really, really wanted this book to be about kindness and about random acts of kindness. Um, living in New York City, I think, you know, the impression everybody has is, oh, everybody's out there for themselves and nobody cares about anybody else. Um, but I didn't find that. I found so many random acts of kindness that strangers would do and that I would do for strangers all the time. And I think um, I wanted to share with kids the impact that a random act of kindness can have. Um, you know, you may think it's no big deal. You may think it's, you know, nothing special that you're doing, but if it comes from a place of kindness, uh, you have no idea the ripple effects that that can have. Um, and I think that, you know, Captain Matteo felt that way when I told him I was writing this book, he said, well, this was no big deal for me. This was nothing, you know, strange that I was doing. I just was, you know, an everyday thing. And I said, yeah, but you have no idea what it meant to our family. And, you know, the fact that you're now a hero in our family forever, um, you know, it's just one of those things. And so I wanted to share that with kids that, that you can do a random act of kindness every day. You know, you can help people out. You can even just share a smile. Um, you have no idea what, what that does for people. And I think that that was something that was really important for me to share. You know, heroes don't always wear capes. You know, they, they're just people walking around every day and you can be a hero too by just sharing a bit of kindness. Yeah. I think that's a great point, especially now with what's going on with this pandemic. I think, you know, just being kind to each other. Um, but any day, I mean, every day, Mm So I always feel like, you know, you, you're kind to one person, then that person feels like that warmth and that kindness and they want to pass on to somebody else. So I just feel like it's like, it's a wonderful message for kids. Oh, I, I think absolutely right now, especially with what's going on, I think, you know, be having to keep a social distance is, is hard because it doesn't allow us for as many opportunities to do that. But 
you'll still find them, you know, so rather than putting your head down and moving away from somebody, you can wave to them and smile at them and, you know, and share just a moment of kindness that, that won't hurt anything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that I wanted you to talk about was just the word bravery, because I know Mm -hmm. you talk about that throughout your book. And just to explain, you know, maybe for parents out there who are reading this book to their child, to their child, just talking about the word bravery and how you would explain that to a child. Well, it's funny because uh, my daughter actually, I feel like explained it best to me. Uh, My daughter, Francesca, who's in the book as well. She, uh, Oh, that's the main character. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. She is. Yeah, she loves it too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she does, yeah. But we were talking about it and she described it best to me. And she said, it's feeling scared about something and doing it anyway. And I think that when she said it that way, it made me realize that that's what most people miss, that bravery also implies fear, that that we're scared, that you feel scared, that even firefighters feel scared, um, you know, that 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 feeling scared is normal and that it's nothing, you know, nothing to be ashamed of or to be embarrassed about. Um, but bravery comes from the intention of saying, well, I'm feeling this fear. I'm feeling a little bit scared, but I know I need to do this thing. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, you know, so sometimes we need to brave, to be brave. Um, you know, when you're trying something new, you're being, being brave. When you take a risk, you're being brave. Um, even sometimes telling the truth is being brave. Um, you know, right now we all need to be brave and take care of ourselves and, and focus on that. And that, that, you know, there is a little bit of feeling scared in there, but I'm going to be brave and I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to wash my hands extra well. I'm going to, you know, do what my parents are, are, are asking me to do. I'm going to stay home and things like that. So sometimes it implies that sense of feeling a little bit scared and that's okay. Um, you know, and, and firefighters take that, you know, to another level. I think, you know, when you're talking about bravery there, it's, it's uh, you know, when they, they're, they're scared of doing something, but they've been trained and they've been taught how to handle it. And so they can be brave in that situation and go ahead and, and, and rescue people. And just to kind of bring up the word brave, because I think that also relates to the word courage. Do you know the word, do you know the book Courage? No, I don't. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. And it kind of, I think for anyone who's, you know, I think reading your book, I think to follow up with the book Courage is a wonderful book because it not just, it talks about firefighters, but it also talks about everyday courage and everyday bravery. And what you're talking about is just even for, you know, for kids trying this online learning, you know, and being a little Mm -hmm. bit scared that does take courage to kind of have an open mind about it. Um, So I I also think, you know, just for parents, I think that was a really nice way for me to explain to my kids as well with this book. I'll, um, it's, it's a very good book, but it kind of just really highlights some of the stuff that you're talking about. Um, so is there anything else that you want to, cause I also want you to share your website as well. Could you just share your website? I'm going to have it in the description as well, but. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's www.justbunnybooks.com. Um, and it's called Just Bunny Books because we are hoping to make this into a series. Um, looking forward to writing about the police departments as well and um, really having an opportunity to thank lots of different organizations that kind of work in the backgrounds that we don't always talk about. We don't always highlight as much, um, you know, people even from sanitation workers to, um, you know, the Port Authority to, you know, the Mm -hmm. subway uh, drivers, people, you know, who keep the city running, who keep communities running, but don't always get the thank yous that they deserve. So 
I'm hoping to continue this into a series and the next title will be Just Bunny and the Great Just Bunny and the Great Police Pursuit. So Oh wow, that's uh, great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope everybody will check that out and and check our website for more events. Um, once we are able to gather again, we are going to happily gather in lots of different places. I have lots of events set up at uh, all over the New York area um, at different Barnes and Nobles and different local bookstores. And although they may be pushed back later into the year, um, they'll they're definitely going to happen. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing people there. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we finish up? Um, no, I think that that pretty much covers it. Well, great. So definitely check out Jean's website and check out her book, Just Bunny and the Great Fire Rescue. And look out for her new books in the future, which I'm really excited to see. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime.